You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of October 20th, 2019. This is episode 134. Still coming to you from that caffeinated city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And just recovering from a caffeine withdrawal headache, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we're wrapping up our mini-series on coffee. AJ and I have previously talked to you about when coffee came into being, how you can brew a glorious cuppa. The why is, of course, self-explanatory. But this episode, AJ and I are going to take you on a roundup of where you can indulge in the best houses of caffeine, not just in this town, but nearby. Join us, won't you? This is the Bellingham Podcast. Ah, 1961 is still pulsing through my veins. How are we doing, Chris? And 51 years later, I'm still enjoying that documentary. AJ, I'm glad to be on the stick uh, to wrap this miniseries up. How about yourself? Uh, It's not too bad. I'm trying to stay warm, dude. It is. I am going to. I'm going to declare this episode. Huga season is in full effect in the Pacific Northwest. Sound the siren, put on the fleece, <laughs> get the get the mucklucks on. It'd be cold out there. Dude, it is ugly outside. Yes, but we're so good looking on radio. Uh, absolutely. We got faces made for radio, right? Speaking of radio, uh, KMRE 102.3 FM. And also streaming at KMRE.org. They, show, they air our show Mondays at 6.30 p.m. and Thursdays at 6 p.m. Speaking of radio. Hey, before we get started into wrapping this uh, miniseries up, I want to give a little bit of a uh, comment soon for all of you folks in Bellingham and Whatcom County. We're about to enter uh, the nonprofit benefit gala season as we approach the end of the year. Uh, there's a number of worthy nonprofits around town. You've heard, if you've been listening to our show, oh, I don't know, pick one. We like to talk about worthy nonprofits that are uh, out there. There's a, there's a fundraising effort going on Saturday, November 2nd from 6 to 8.30 p.m. It's a Roaring Twenties Gala. See, this is a fundraising effort for the Seattle Children's Hospital. It's going to be at the Laremont Manor. Ooh, I love that place. It's a beautiful uh, venue, most definitely. Saturday, November 2nd, 6 to 8.30 p.m. Now, they're going to have live musicians, gourmet hors d'oeuvres, and a silent auction. Seattle Children's Hospital, why would we be talking about something like that on the Bellingham Podcast? Well, dear listener, (laughs) in 2018... The Seattle Children's Hospital provided just about $5 million in uncompensated care for children, kiddos, if you will, living in Whatcom County. Wait, that's here. That's here. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah, it is. The fundraiser organizers of this event, the Roaring Twenties Gala at the Laremont Manor on Saturday, November 2nd, are hoping to raise $15,000 for Seattle Children's Hospital with this event. Scook them. Want to give a shout out to Coleman and Marissa, who are very active in making this upcoming event a success. They are from Bellingham. They are uh, uh, you know, in town here. And we wish them the best of luck. This sounds like a really great time. Should you be uh, wanting to get your inner flapper out? <laughs> they just making hand I, movements I like, the, like, yeah, well, like Charleston. Okay, well, okay. They can't see us when you do that. Yeah, but they can hear the nah, 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 nah. Anyway, okay. uh, if should you have uh, the opportunity Saturday, November 2nd, 6 to 8.30 p.m. at the Laramont Manor, this Roaring Twenties Gala is for a great cause benefiting the Seattle Children's Hospital because they help out so many kiddos statewide, nationwide, but they also do a lot of work here in Bellingham. I think tickets are available online, if I recall. Tickets are available online. Uh, check out uh, Roaring Twenties Gala Bellingham. It'll probably take you to a link in, uh, in the, on the web. So, Groovy. So let's wrap up our mini-series on coffee. 
Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. A dream of Paris, expressed in Café au lait, a continental favorite, half coffee and half hot milk. Canals of Venice and the romance of cappuccino, like cafe au lait, but topped with whipped cream and a sprinkle of grated orange peel. The music of old Vienna in a cup. Viennese coffee, often spiced, but always with a drift of whipped cream. mystery of Istanbul and the eastern lands in Turkish coffee, foam hiding the rich sweet brew. The vigor of Latin American coffees, dark and zesty, served black in tiny cups with plenty of sugar. But always it is coffee. Ah, so coffee. We have time, water, and care but no pressure because this is fun okay so what we're going to do is to kind of wrap up this this trifecta this triple crown of caffeine uh call it a nightcap if you will nightcap of caffeine oh i like it it's it's kind of a two a a one-two punch we're gonna kind of tap in a little bit of something we we talked about in the first uh episode of this series which is the origin of the coffee house um and then specifically we're gonna talk about our coffee houses because it's been a while we need to kind of cruise on the i5 if you will so uh if we remember in the first first part of the series we talked about the uh the original origin of the coffee house can be dated back to about 1453 and this is back in uh, modern day istanbul which was back then constantinople um by the ottomans i've got a link in the show notes for the love of scotty hill and snake sobo drink drink coffee uh the world's first coffee house was called the kiva han and it was opened uh around 1475 i find it curious that it took 20 years from coffee being introduced into society to there being an establishment to consume yeah so there's a i've got a link also in the the show notes with regards to that a little bit of the history um or basically a one pager that gave a little bit of the history also the culture of that era the a little bit of the uh economics of the time that kind of built in around why uh, you know, why the coffee house came about uh, specifically in that culture. And as you're looking at that show notes, you can uh, view this history while you're waiting in line at your favorite house of caffeine. You might learn something. This yeah. could be helpful. Yeah. So if we fast forward once again in the 17th century, that's when Europe gets the cascade of, of caffeine here. Um, part of that came in through Venice. Part of that came in through uh, Great Britain. A lot of different avenues. Uh, what I wanted to hit on this show was uh, 18th century. Following that rush that we talked about in the second episode, London coffee houses started entering the scene, you know? Righto. Righto, which is kind of interesting because, you know, the British are well known for their teas. Yes. And, of course, we gave them a little bit of a tea party much later. And Moving on. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Sorry, Darren. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so in the 18th century, uh, the London coffee house scene started to, to make waves. And I find it interesting that coffee houses were kind of a hotbed of controversy. How so? Well, see, in many ways, there was um, a, a point where the king was trying to ban coffee and close establishments that were serving coffee because these were a place of political discussion. Hmm. 
And being that uh, these places might have been a, a place for people to have political discussion, fast forward, this era is also when the United States was coming online. Oh, uh, yes. So it, was, it might be presumed that maybe the king started coming in and tried to, to quash some of the, the, these discussions that were happening on uh, the king's territory of what was going on in the colonies, maybe? I don't know. Let's fast forward even a little bit more. 1960s. Oh, yes. The 1960s. We've got... To- <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What does that accent know. have to do with it? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I need to get some more coffee. Yes, That's do. what it means. We have this concept called the cafe yes. racing. Cafe racers or cafe racing was kind of out of this era of motorcycle enthusiasts in 1960s. Really in the London scene, it really got its, its stakehold, specifically because of the rockers. And the ton-up boys, which ton-up is a term in motorcycling of going 100 miles an hour or more. Uh-huh. Um, so, And back in these days, these bikes were super light, super minimal. Yes. They're minimalists and powered enough so that um, – and there's a lot of theories of, of how, quote, cafe racing got started. Presumably, these guys would be souping up their motorcycles and trying to go from cafe to cafe – um, in between tracks on the jukebox. Okay. That's kind of a little bit of the lore behind cafe racing. Sure. But um, this youth subculture really kind of got this whole concept of doing quick rides in between cafes, specifically between Watford, uh, the Busy Bee Cafe, the Ace Cafe of London, which if you're a uh, Triumph rider, everybody knows what the Ace Cafe is, which is in Stonebridge. So I just wanted to kind of, it's kind of these three trifectas. You've got uh, the the epicenter of coffee drinking in, in 1453, which led into Constantinople's first coffee house in 1475. We got the 17th century. We get this renaissance of coffee leading into the 18th century. We get London getting coffee houses and of course, sparking controversy of politics in this is a gathering place to start having discussion and imbibe in this um, quasi-herbal, you know, marvel to our brains. And then, of course, 1960s, we get rockers and, um, you know, coffee culture kind of getting a little bit more of a hip, dare I say, Back then, hipster vibe. The mods, the mod the squad, mods. if you will. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of like the young, uh, the young blokes saying, "Hold my cup of coffee and watch this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. As they try to blitz through uh, town to get to a place, that's pretty interesting. That's yeah. good stuff. Um, so you, you've got your bike. You get your motor running. I do. Uh, I got a midsize SUV because I like having a cage around me. Uh, <laughs> and so we're going to go on a little bit of a tour of some of the best places in our not-so-humble opinion, of where you can get a cup of coffee or a beverage, not just to drink, but also to enjoy the environment. Right. AJ, start us off. So we're going to start off, and if you've listened to the Bellingham podcast before, we, we did this segment where we basically took I-5 and we hit all of our favorite spots. We're going to extend that range and kind of bring this back. Consider this a reboot of that. A reboot. This is the caffeinated coffee crawl, starting from Skagit all the way up to our, our northern neighbors in Vancouver, British Columbia. All right. So Skagit County, I've got one for you, and I want to actually record there at some point. It's called Tweets. Okay. Not as in Twitter, but Tweets as in like a bird going chirp, chirp. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Yes, got it. So Tweets, it's in this little sleepy town called Edison, Washington. It's right there. Um, It's not on I-5. It's actually, if you're taking the back way from Skagit 
up through uh, uh, Chuckanut and stuff and taking the gorgeous uh, Chuckanut Vista that we've got up to Bellingham, this is the drive to do. As a matter of fact, I do this um, this ride most of the time on my motorcycle going from Bellingham down when I have my, my bike serviced or I have to have it tuned up and stuff. Sup, Skagit, Power Sports. Basically, I'll stop off here and get my cuppa mm. either after or before my service. And Tweets, it's just this little rustic place, really good espresso, really good baked goods. Um, and it's kind of off the beaten path, and that's why I say they're, they're my goods. Absolutely. Tweetscafe.com is their site. They, uh, they publicize a menu yep. changing with the seasons, since we're experiencing one right now, mm-hmm. using local Skagit produce and Skagit meats. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so they're going local. Yeah, they're, they're very much a local scene, and yeah, I think they're the goods. So now I'm visualizing a big ramp. From Skagit County, yeah, that you're going to be getting on your bike oh, yes. and going so Bring. fast, oh, and yes. you're going to jump like the Dukes of Hazard or, and go to the San Juan Islands. Or I could just go to the ferry terminal. That would not be fun. That would not be fun. That would not be as fun as jumping the ramp to jump over to Friday Day Daring is not my middle name. All right, go for but it. But anyway, San Juan Islands. I just want to throw this one out because um, it, it kind of you have to kind of hook over a little bit from Skagit to go over there. But there's a place out there that I just want to give a shout out. And I haven't been out there in many a moons, but it's called the Crow's Nest. If you're ever out in Friday Harbor, there's this, I mean, hole-in-the-wall cafe in Friday Harbor. Uh, it's run by these two these two guys. And I swear they are the best slinging espresso on the island. Okay. So if you're if you want something that and they're they're local, you know, like it's it's that scene. But they they very much are in the coffee culture scene, and they they can tell you everything about the roast, the bean, the where they get them, like the whole nine yards. And it's just two guys running the the shop. It's called the Crow's Nest Friday Harbor. They they're so minimal they don't even have a website. So I've got a link to a Google photo that they themselves posted with the G, GPS locations of their and there's their a cafe. street address along. Well, yeah, the there's also street address. I just didn't put it in my show also, notes. Also in our show notes, there's a great article uh, that AJ did on his website called "Guide to the Island," so yeah. you can get a little bit more information about that and uh, talking about Friday Harbor and the Crow's Nest. Totes. So let's uh, get on the ramp again and go <laughs> Dukes of Hazard. Do, 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 and land from San Juan Islands into Whidbey Island. Now we're back on the mainland. We're, we're yeah. So Whidbey Island, uh, you don't have to take a ferry because we do have a land bridge. That's Deception Pass. Sure. Uh, there's this little place I wanted to say that's uh, really cool. If you ever been out to Coopville, which if you're taking the Keystone Ferry, if you're going from uh, say Bellingham over to Port Towns, and there's a little ferry that you can make reservations on. It's one of the few in our state that you can actually make reservations because on because they're so jacked full of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Cars. Yes. I speak so from experience because oh, yes. I lived in Sequim back in the day. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah, to yeah, time yeah. that one. Anyway. Yep. Yeah, I do that one Sorry often. Sorry to redirect. That's right, okay. You can redirect. It's okay. All right. Go. So, uh, Whidbey Island, it, as you're heading towards the, the ferry, or if you've missed your ferry, look, just hang a left, head towards Coopville. You'll go, and it's a sleepy little one 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 road town, okay? And you've got these really uh, quintessential harbor village-esque buildings, but there's a wharf and a pier. And if you go out there and you park, wherever you can find parking, you know, don't block driveways. It is it is a local town, right? There's this great little wharf that you can walk down. And at the end is this big red building, which actually has a little bit of a museum. There's like a, there's a, like a skeleton of like a whale and a sea lion stuff. You've got a little kiddo. It's basically, it's, it's really cool. There's bones. There's Absolutely. bones. Lots of bones. 
But also there, there is a little cafe. It's called the Salty Mug. I like that name. Oh, man. And what's great is you can get uh, great coffee, just uh, just a simple espresso, or we, we usually hit them up in, in the summer. You can get like cold brew or whatever. But you have a great view of, obviously, uh, the, the that little harbor right there. And it's just it's just a nice, nice Pacific Northwest harbor vibe. So if you want to have a salty mug, Go have a salty mug. All right. For, that, for those of you outside of Bellingham, there's some great destinations for you, too. I want to talk a little bit about Bellingham. Yeah, I know. And you do. we got a couple of joints around town that are awesome. And the first one I'm starting off with uh, in Bellingham is Cafe Adagio. Yes. Now, I could take a half hour and talk about how much I've enjoyed uh, Cafe Adagio over the years. They're totally. on Railroad Street uh, towards the WTA bus uh, station area. One thing that I do enjoy is not only from their uh, extensive amount of seating in cushy uh, couches and nice hardwood chairs with a plenty of desk space should you need to do any work or research or think or read. They play music that is classy. Yeah. They play that kind of jazz you wish you heard in coffee shops. Oh, yes, they do. They sometimes play classical. I love their soundtrack. It's it's adagio is a musical term that you know it, um, it, it was a little bit slower in, in in speed I believe. But what I really enjoy is just the environment and how I can have a, real, a wonderfully designed uh, cup of coffee. I usually uh. order a mocha because I'm not very inventive, but they always do a great job and it's carefully delivered yeah. by uh, by the owner at times. You know what's up, Mr. Luke, uh, to be to your table and there's just a wonderful feeling of being taken care of. Yeah. Cafe Adagio on Railroad. They're the goods. Uh, now, I just, uh, you know, there's a newer uh, venue around town, and it's the Community Co-op Bakery, which is uh, across the street from the actual Community Co-op. They have a wonderful environment to have a, 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 a beverage. And when the weather's nice, they have an outdoor patio area. Not as much now, but there's a secret weapon in that locale. Okay, tell me more. I so I, I we might have talked about in the past how I dabbled with bulletproof coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh where you take you know high quality butter, right. some high quality coffee beans right. and some MCT oil which is very similar like coconut oil. It's really good for your brain uh activity. It's a, it's a it's a fat, isn't it? Uh the the, the butter. Oh, the butter and the, MC, the, fat. And right. the, the coconut oil or the MCT yeah, oil yeah. will have some of that. They put it in a little blender uh-huh. and hit frappe. Yeah, yeah. And you get yourself a frothy, not quite bitter beverage. And boy howdy, I cannot find a place in town that serves like a bulletproof coffee, but they they can't call it that. <laughs> Sorry guys for busting the you know copyright. They call it a bombshell, bombshell with nice. butter. Bombshell with butter. <laughs> and I uh, I so enjoy that. 12-ounce huh. bombshell with butter. I've been a good boy this year for Christmas. I want a bombshell with butter uh, for my Christmas gift. Okay. There you go. Okay. So uh, Community Co-op Bakery over there uh, downtown, right across from the co-op. Google it. You know where it is. So that's kind of in the downtown, downtown uh, vibe. left atrium of Bellingham. Uh, Got to go to the mothership, if you will. Our, our, our home base. Our home base, our frequent recording studio. That's Barkley Village Woods Coffee uh, near the monstrosity known as the Regal Cinemas, Cinema 16 or something like that. If you say so. Yeah, sure. Anyway, Barkley Woods, great environment. Upstairs, they got a 
room that you can reserve if you need to have a meeting. I believe that's called the greenhouse. Well, there the you green go. The green room or something like the that. The green room? Sure. Yeah. Sounds great. Uh, always great coffee. All, it's a, a local, county, well, region-wide yeah, yeah. Uh, a franchise. Totally, uh, they are on the goods list. They, yeah, that's that specific one too. That location, because like, I, and you and I've said this time and time again. Like, I don't know if it's just that one location, but I always love the barista staff there. They're always sweet. They're always kind. They're usually Johnny on the spot, even if they're swamped. You know, with that with the the monstrosity right there. Mm. I mean, everybody's trying to get their cup up before sure. after well, a and flick, you right? The, you also have the Barclay Business District. Yeah, everyone who needs to get caffeinated for the workday. Yeah, so. but no, I, I just I just want to give a shout out to their staff because that that specific specific locale is really good. All right. So let's go from the Sunset Barkley area over to kind of uh, in the residential part of town. Yeah. And on top of that, we have recorded their Letter Streets. Way back in the day. Way back in the day. Letter Streets is a really cool place because it's got this vibe. It's in a brick, brickish building, mm-hmm. um, re- local, local baked goods. Um, the owners are the goods. Oh, they are. <laughs> the proprietors are the goods. Um, and it's just, it's just a great place. Like it's, it is the I I almost see the Letter Streets Coffee House as the extension of your own living room, but as a cafe. Like that's the vibe I get from them. And as Bellingham kind of increases and gets into an era of, dare I say, big city uh, life, Letter Streets Coffee House in Bellingham is that reminder of what Bellingham was. Was, yeah. But it currently is. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you. And it's such a wonderful place to go if you really want to experience Bellingham community. Find parking on the street somewhere yep. and walk a block or two. Get some, you close your circles, uh, get your steps in. <laughs> close your circles. It's worth a walk and to get a, a good cup of coffee or another beverage. I actually had an Italian soda when we recorded there uh, because that's just how I roll. Uh, but then there's also another one that we've recorded at. Yes. And this one is over on Chestnut Street. Yeah, yeah, right in front Let's of Let's go back downtown. Yeah, so back town, back downtown. Dude, I love baby greens. It's such a great concept. <laughs> You've got. Coffee and plants and drinks and plants and 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 nice music and plants. And Did I mention the plants? Yes, and the wonderfully curated plants too. Yeah. I mean, it's a really great location over there on Chestnut Street. No, I've I've even gone as so far as to say, like, whenever my fact, my sister in law came and visited us, and and she wanted to see Bellingham and stuff, and so we we were like, oh, okay, we did the farmers market stuff, and she wanted to get some coffee, and I'm like, done, we're going to Baby Greens. It was only a two block walk for those of you who don't like walking. Seriously, but I mean, it just immediately when she walked in the door, she's like. Oh, it's it should have the face of like why hasn't more people thought of this? Like it's just it's a good environment. It's chill. It's mellow. And being inside, but having that feeling of outside, you know, that is quintessential Bellingham culture right there. Check out Baby Greens online. They're at plantshopbaby.com. I like the Love Shack reference. <laughs> yeah, Plant Shop Baby. That's right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, we got Bellingham. Those we got, we got our, that lockdown. There's so many coffee locales around here in this town. We just want to highlight a couple of them that we give, you know, our seal of approval. Let's head up northeast, if you will. Yep. So northeast, uh, and I think we've mentioned these, th- this folk, these folks on the show before. Uh, cats with a K and a Z at the end. Coffee and used books. Yes, they're up in Linden. They're on the main drag up there. And I just, I, I, I was as we were kind of doing this. I'm like, you know, we're like Ferndale. Ah, there's not really anything that's you know in the Ferndale zone. There's that we a have. great Ferndale Woods. Yeah, yeah, but that I mean, has we already a really said, cool joint. But we've already talked. Yeah, yeah about we already woods. did that. So like, we we're trying to figure out something in that zone, and I'm just like, dude, Linden. Yes. So the reason why I like Cats Coffee is one. 
it's it's a coffee shop and a used bookstore. It's the best of both worlds. Like if you're going there, you can sip on your cuppa, peruse the the musty old smell of of books, find a nice read, and sit there and read it right then and there if you want it. It just it, I love it. It's a welcoming environment. It totally is. I, are you catching the theme here, ladies and gentlemen? We Ooga. like welcoming environments. Ooga. I'm gonna go off script Ooga. for a little bit. Oh, this is what we always do. Li- <laughs> hey now. <laughs> In Linden, I think either a block away or across the street. Yeah. I also want uh, people to be aware of the Village Books location that That's is right. in Linden on uh, the main street there. Beautiful location. They have another cafe just as cool as the one in Fairhaven that everyone knows and loves for decades. But check out the one in Linden if you haven't. Village Books, they have a lot, and they have a, n- a nice little downstairs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, section as well uh another place to get a cup of coffee yeah the building that they're in is pretty cool yes so i don't know about this one very much aj but you take us north of the border since you did the distinguished gentleman's gentleman's ride i did i did so so the distinguished gentleman's ride uh i didn't do the this coffee house on that trip but a previous trip um we had gone up to granville island matter of fact we, yes. we talked about it um, on our uh, wonderful yeah, that Odyssey, on yeah, that Amer- yeah. that American uh, tradition known as the American Railway, known as Amtrak. Yes. Um, but regardless, we went to Granville, and one of the things I kind of felt disappointed in our trip was we really didn't we didn't find like the one when it came to cafe. We tried a few, and they were all right. Sure. Well, second go around, I took um, I took my wife and my kiddo up, and we explored Granville this time in better weather. Good. Uh, and when we were up there, we were back up on Granville Island, and we stumbled on this little alley. And we took this alley, and we found this place called Off the Tracks. My kiddo loves trains, so of course he points and sees train, right? Yes. So we go in, and the 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 entrance of this place is basically it's it's kind of railroad themed, but more Pacific Northwest timber line as it were so you've got a lot of like open beams and it's it's just a good vibe and stuff but holy cow they know how to pull an espresso it was the best cuppa i've had in vancouver on any of these trips that says a lot compared yeah. to all the places you've been to in vancouver and lower mainland yeah yeah so i just wanted to give because i mean they're off the beat path i don't even know if they have any other place other than this little place in granville but anyway check out off the tracks you're up in uh, granville or, or vancouver bc and check out their website if you before you make the trip tracksbistro.ca Thank you very much. Uh, now, if you look at our show notes, and if you do, thanks very much, you might see something that looks like an O in parentheses. Yes. Uh, there's a reason why we have that next to some of these uh, coffee shops. AJ. So just because we tr- we try to be as inclusive as we can, and when we talk about mochas and we talk about lattes and we talk about cappuccinos, typically, and as we've talked about in, in previous episodes, you know, usually a dairy is used to create those cuppas. Well, because we have friends that are vegan and, or uh, like myself, my household is very allergy prone right now. Um, there's a th- there's a tool that I want to throw out to either if you're if you have an allergy to dairy or allergy to other things that are in dairy substitutes such as different oils or emollients that are used in creating those things, um, oatly which is a uh, oat milk uh, dairy substitute out of I believe Sweden, they have this really helpful website called Oatly Oat Finder. And basically, my wife and I use it every time we go to a new destination anywhere, whether it's in, I don't know, Kansas City or Orlando, Florida, it doesn't matter. We'll, we're, if we're looking for a good cuppa, we don't use Yelp. We don't use Google. We actually use Oatly Oat Finder because their page will show you any baristas or any cafes that use their product at their cafe. And 
in our experience, every time we go to a new town, whatever cafe uses Oatly, they actually probably are one of the, the creme de la creme of uh, cafes in that locale. So if you're A, have an allergy or you're vegan and you, you want to find out a cafe that serves Oatly or whatever your case may be, or even if you don't want to drink a milk substitute, it's a really helpful tool when you're in a new place and you're trying to find a cafe off the beaten path. I definitely think this should qualify, be categorized under da 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 tech that caught our eye. Yeah. So that app <laughs> That's is old bit. Exactly. We're going old school for a little bit. Uh, what a great way to have the secret weapon of being able to find a great coffee shop because ones that are conscientious about their customers, exactly, they will be uh, coming through in the results. Not a bad uh, idea Little hack, there. right? I kind of like that. I yeah. like hacking your coffee. Yeah. Like we talked about in the first episode. Exactly. All right. I think uh, judging by the time on our <laughs> recording, <laughs> we should stick a fork uh, to stir up the, the oh, oat-based milk where, ingredients where. and uh, stick a fork in the show. Okay, that wraps it up for this steaming edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Nicely done. Thank you again so much for rating us, reviewing us, and sipping us wherever you like to get your podcast. Remember, if you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. They're community-powered and also streaming all over the darn internets. It's a series of tubes, if you haven't heard, at kmre.org. And on that 15 bars of pressure, I'm AJ Marseille. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. I got nothing on this one. I, well, I do. I'm happy that we got a three-part series on some caffeination. What's next? Tune in next week and see. Do, 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 do. Ow! <laughs>